a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. One of the most popular and electrifying players on the University of Utah's football team in recent years, of course, has been Britton Covey. He recently declared for the NFL draft. And he makes it look so easy on the field. And so what's the secret? Is it the time? Is it the dedication? Is it the leadership? Or is it the focus and discipline from his Franklin planner? We're very pleased to have joining us on the program today, Britton Covey. Of course, many of you know him for racing up and down the field for the University of Utah and uh, getting ready now for a pro endeavor as he gets ready for the NFL draft and uh, Britain one thanks for joining us today and really excited to have an opportunity to talk to you not just about some football but some powerful principles I think that have been important to you and that are important for all of us uh, as we face the challenges in a really complicated world thank you for having me on I'm I'm excited to be here and talk about all things football life whatever it is um then it's great awesome well you've been part of a, a great family legacy focused on principles uh we talk about a lot of things in terms of politics and sports and uh your your family has been very centered in a, a set of principles and I, I want to apply some of those in some unique ways today uh, as we try to do on this program every day and so i want to start with some first principles just about kick returning, punt returning in particular, uh-huh. which is sort of organized chaos and uh, you are the target. Uh, so what are the principles? You had an, an incredible career up at the University of Utah, and I think everyone will forever remember not just the image, but the sound of you at the Rose Bowl uh, with a uh, touchdown return that was just uh, epic in so many ways. But what, what are the principles around a punt return? Well, I think you kind of described it best when you said organized chaos because sometimes it looks like we know what we're doing out there, but we're just, you know, we're just going. People ask me kind of what my motivation is or thoughts are on a on a punt return, and most of the time it's just fear. I'm just scared <laughs> of getting tackled and I'm running away from people. But it's cool because punt returns are so technical. You can break it down into – so many different aspects of the punt return. And I, I kind of have it down to like a science, which is kind of fun, but it's really cool just to see, you know, in the first 1.5 seconds of the snap, uh, I have my eyes in one spot. Then once the ball is kicked, I have about two seconds before it's at its peak and I have my eyes in another spot. And then from the peak down to when I catch it, I have my eyes in a different spot. Mm. And then our blockers are setting up a specific scheme. So it's just, it's very technical. And it's, 
it's really cool. But the the main thing is just to catch the ball. I remember when I was a freshman, I was competing with three other guys who, in my mind, um, I mean, I love these guys, so I I genuinely think this. I thought they were better than me, honestly. At, at They were faster than me. They, they were amazing at running with the ball. But they couldn't catch the ball consistently. And so that was the only reason why I got on the field at the beginning of my career was because I could catch the ball. And, and Coach Witt just needed to trust me just to catch the ball. Anything after that was, you know, extra. Yeah. But just catching the ball, I think that's, of all the principles, that's the main <laughs> one is just do the first thing, the most important thing, and then the rest kind of falls into place. Yeah, and I think that's so, that's so good. Where your eyes are uh, matters, and I love how you described that in terms of that whole process. Uh, and you have to do yeah. the first thing. We we get caught in our politics. We get caught in business uh, by looking four steps down the road, uh, and then we must, you know, we muff the early stuff, and we never get a chance right. to do the the really cool stuff. Uh, I, I know another principle that's been very important in terms of your career and your success as a football player and in other aspects uh, is this whole idea of resilience. Uh, you went through one of those big time devastating ACL injuries. Uh, mm-hmm. What did you learn in that process? What did you learn about yourself in that process? Well, I learned, I mean, that was such a difficult process for me. I met my wife in that time, which was the silver lining, right? That was that was great. But it was really hard to go from having played two years and done really well and then trying to come back from it and not doing very well and having to redshirt for a whole season. You know, it took about 18 months before I felt completely like myself again and honestly the thing I learned the most is just to you know where do I put my value on myself because you know when I was playing great as a younger player when I was a freshman I remember I used to love to hear the oh Covey you're so fast you're so good things like that you know I would get on social media after the games and see the comments and compliments but then I quickly learned after a couple bad games, and especially after tearing my ACL and trying to come back and just not being the same caliber of player for a while, I quickly learned not to get on social media because those same people that would say those nice things about me would suddenly say, you know, what are we doing giving Covey the ball? He's not the same type of player. He'll never be as fast as he once was with ACL. And so – it hurt, of course, but I, I kind of realized that you can't put your value on yourself, your worth in obviously what other people think of you, but in just your production on a football field because that's so up and down and it's so unpredictable and you're so much more than that. So for me, the resilience comes down to, you know, where do you put your worth, your value because those things never change. Even when you're going through something difficult, yeah, you don't put all of your eggs in that basket, so to speak, yeah. right? And and I feel like that's helped me a lot because now even if I don't make the NFL or if I don't have a good game or whatever it is, I'm not disappointed in myself as a person and I can move forward mm. in those areas. Yeah, and, that, and that's such an important thing. That actually leads to this next space I, I want to get into uh, of course, there's been a lot of talk about uh, name, image, and likeness and what that's meant and what it's going to mean, right. I think, for, for athletes, college athletes in the future. Uh, you made a really interesting choice in terms of uh, where you uh, got connected on that. And uh, it's one of those things that, I, again, I think the principle behind this is is give back. 
and, and make a difference, uh, which we talk about a lot on this program. And so when you had that opportunity, uh, you partnered with Bridal Up Hope, uh, which I know is not just uh, a thing. Uh, it is a, an integral part uh, of a mission uh, to make a difference, especially for, for young women. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, I mean, name, image, and likeness. Uh, college athletes can now partner with brands and companies and receive sponsorships. So it's really cool. You know, I wish I had it my whole career. But I quickly realized that there were almost too many opportunities and that I, I could have partnered with this company or this company. And I always wanted to partner with people who I felt like were authentic to me and things that were important to me. And so that's, you know, the first thing I did was I called my Uncle Sean because he's the one that kind of runs that charity in honor of his daughter, Rachel, who passed in 2011 uh, or 2012. And... um she was my cousin and good friend and it's called bridal up hope. It's a charity. And it's like you said, it just, it helps young girls, um, battling depression, uh, different aspects of mental health, you know, just struggling with body, whatever it is, body image or all the things that we all face today. And it incorporates the seven habits into it. And it's just an amazing program that helps young girls. I mean, I've, I've talked to I mean, hundreds of girls have gone through the program, and I've talked to them, and they say it's life-changing. And so I wanted to promote that because it's, it really is so much more impactful than anything I could have promoted. Yeah, and that's a, such a great thing. And I love the, the whole concept in terms of uh, how they use the equestrian uh, disciplines around that. Uh, uh, I can't remember who, who said it. That it uh, some, somebody said that there's, there isn't much going on wrong in the inside a person that can't be fixed on the outside of a horse. <laughs> so <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's definitely part of it. Uh, well, uh, give us just a really quick, we have just about a minute left. Um, give us a, a quick a snapshot of what your preparation looks like, what you're looking forward to uh, as you approach your uh, efforts to, to break into the NFL. Well, yeah, right now I'm, I'm just training and obviously training for the NFL is, is pretty intense. You know, I've got to gain a little bit of weight and things. But it's great. I'm training. I'm working with Bridal Up Hope still, and I'm working with Franklin Planner now, which is another part of my family's legacy, which is pretty fun for me. And just training and working. It's it's an interesting part of life when your job is your sport. And yeah. so I'm just working hard and, and hope, hoping for the best. You know, I don't know what's going to come of it, but I hope someone gives me a shot. Awesome. And that's, uh, that is another great principle. Be ready, be ready for your shot. So fantastic. Britton Covey, we appreciate you joining us on the program today. Great principles, extraordinary career up at the University of Utah, and uh, really confident that the, the best is yet to come. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. I think Britain really represents uh, what happens when you really do focus on principles and whether it's the seven habits, which, of course, goes uh, deep into his uh, f- uh, his family history uh, and also this idea of, of having a plan. I'm one of those who was deeply influenced by these principles uh, and by a Franklin planner, the discipline, the focus, uh, the development that it spawns in, in everyone. So it's interesting to see that play out in Britain Covey, not just as a football player, but in the other things he's going to do. We're going to keep our eye on him. Uh, Much more to come, I am sure. We'll step aside for one last commercial break. When we come back, final thoughts on uh, Thursday here on KSL News Radio. We'll be right back. (laughs) 
Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.